What's up, winners? I'm Sylvia Chaglam, and over a decade or even longer, I have been obsessed with everything around people, around how to develop, how to turn ideas into reality, and this is all based on change and transformation, especially in this digital world. I have been learning, studying, and applying. I was one of the youngest HR consultants for an executive and was leading change projects within the biggest telecommunication merger in Europe. And I am today combining and blending Eastern and Western knowledge in order to help you to change the way the world works so we can all have more efficiency, productivity, and engagement, and actually transform and change successfully. I have been doing this for ages and ages by myself from almost homeless into a successful corporate high flyer and today an excited and passionate entrepreneur supporting leaders and entrepreneurs like you within startups, SNES and Fortune 500 companies to create and make the difference they actually crave for. So don't expect any conventional HR and kind of those topics around this but of course everything what is combined from street smart and book smart and many many other things here on this podcast thank you so much for tuning in i am excited to go with you on this journey and win x today hello hello and welcome to win x today excited to be today with you thank you so so much for being here I have some news to share. I finally made it out of the 100% self-isolating and quarantining time. I am finally out of Nice, France, here in Berlin, in Germany. And I already had the pleasure and the honor to meet some friends of mine. So finally getting out of this self-isolation that had an impact on me in one or another way. So wherever you are today, from whenever you're tuning in from, I hope that you're doing well. And even if you don't do super well today, that's perfectly fine as well. We have all our ups and downs during the time of the pandemic. Some days are easier, some days are more challenging. So inviting you to give yourself some grace and treat yourself with compassion and kindness no matter what you're doing. I was talking with a dear friend of mine yesterday and she was telling me that um, homeschooling and working and being kind of yeah locked into the apartment 24-7, not able to see many people, not able to go out, etc. That it is challenging and it is challenging for each and every single one of us in a different way. So you're not alone there, you're not alone struggling, you're not alone hustling, 
but this podcast here is for you to motivate you, to inspire you, to share insights and information in order to help you to be the best version of yourself as a leader. And this applies no matter if it's in your personal or professional life. And before I will dive into the first topic out of five that I want to share with you in terms of when it comes to negotiating in a crisis, thank you so much for bearing with me with uh, this gear. My gear is not with me. I left uh, Munich oh quite a while ago and all the stuff is there because I was supposed to get back to Munich. But because of the current circumstances, I was not able to get it back, so I am here not in a wardrobe at the moment, but in a kitchen <laughs> in Berlin where I record this podcast for you that will hopefully help you negotiate in this challenging times. So once again, thanks Amel for bearing with me with this gear. The quality will be better soon. I hope to get back and to get my gear at some point. <laughs> So I want to start with an example or with an event that happened three days ago, literally, where I had to negotiate in a crisis. I took a flight from Nice to Paris and then from Paris to Berlin. And within this domestic flight, so from the way from Nice to Paris, I was supposed to fill out a paper that was then required and has to be submitted in Paris. However, this form was only in French. And the guys in Nice told me that I don't have to have it, so that he just basically threw it away because I asked him to translate, so then I will be happy to sign it. But without any kind of support, I'm not able to fill it out or sign it. Of course, nobody would sign anything without understanding. <laughs> <laughs> what is written down there, right? So, as long story short, I would find myself at some point in Paris and the security check for the passports came. A long line, we had to leave one meter distance between each other during this global pandemic. Um, and then it was my turn to show my passport and this form that I didn't have because once again I just was, well, we threw it away in Nice. And standing there in front of this one man, a police guy, he checked it, asked me for the form. I told him that I don't have the form because it's only in French, not able to speak French. And the guy uh, at the airport in Nice uh, told me not to have it. <laughs> <laughs> so basically just a real story that happened he insisted to have it and I explained to him that I do understand that he has some regulations that I would highly appreciate if he could call the airport in Nice or anybody else just to tell them that when you are a tourist and you are not able to understand the forms and they don't provide it in English or any other language, 
that it's basically super difficult for those people, but that I'm still happy to fill it out if someone would be willing to support me to fill out this form, meaning only translate those few lines for me. Uh, then he was a little bit confused and asked his colleague, then his colleague called the boss and the three guys in front of me finally decided after a long forth and back that they would let me get out and told me to go to the service center from the airline Air France and get the paper done there so the woman from the customer service will support me and will translate it. <laughs> they also asked me to pay 130 euros. I told them that I'm not going to pay this, that I will fill out this form if they submit it and provide it to me in English. So we all agreed that I can just go to this woman and fill out the form there without paying anything and then I will be able to leave the airport. So the three guys left, I went to the lady at the customer service center and she then told me that, <laughs> and now get this, oh this paper is not necessary, this is what she said, because it is only there for showing that I am moving away further than 100 kilometers from the place where I came from. Of course my boarding card from Nice to Paris has shown that I have been crossing well a little bit more than 100 kilometers <laughs> and therefore this is basically enough to just uh, show people that I've been moving further away than 100 kilometers as far as I understood because once again I still don't know what the paper was saying um, really I had to rely on those answers and the insights from people at the airport in from France so at the end I would find myself there not having the ability to know who to trust finally because the guys the free police guys told me when the police will stop me I will have then to show the paper but I was pretty um, well, first of all, uh, at some point tired and also certain that I just um, I will not be going around Paris at all. I had a hotel at the airport directly, so didn't even leave the whole airport area. So went straight away to the hotel to take the next flight very early from Paris to Berlin. And within this situation, once again... <laughs> <laughs> I think I applied exactly what I want to share here with you today. So let's dive in into the first topic and this is all about adopting a collaborative mindset. Like I said, I was willing to sign it, to download it and to do whatever the guys wanted me to do when it is required for them to check it because this was basically their job and they were trying to do their best and I was willing to help them, to support them in order to of course get what I wanted. So my mindset was all about being collaborative with them and not pushing them, not blaming them or doing anything that might be kind of telling them not to do their job. 
Of course, we could now here discuss or have a different opinion about who was now right. Uh, to be honest, when you're in a negotiation where one or more parties are involved in, it's always the best way to come with a collaborative mindset in order to reach the goal, one goal that we all wanted, especially at the airport, just me to get out because they didn't want to keep me there as well, right? It was not their intention, <laughs> but they had uh, some, uh, some rules to follow. So we were working towards a goal together and this is basically what a collaborative mindset is all about, to see how each of the parties can support each other, can take a step towards each other in order to reach the common goal. Yet, of course, you might have different goals in it. We will talk about it in a few minutes. However, one of the things what I've learned very, very, very fast, and I still remember it, I was consulting an executive and I felt that we are, of course, in a kind of the stronger position within those negotiations. But he told me back then, and I still remember it, it's not about what uh, we can win out of it, and yes, I, this is the WinX Today podcast, but it's more about to allow each and every single person within those negotiations to leave it with a face, meaning that we don't put each other against the wall and use whatever we have, even if we are in a stronger position. And this leads me to the second point. The second point is supporting others to trust you and be collaborative as well. So when you know that you are maybe in a stronger situation, there will be for sure a situation where you will have a little, the so-called weaker position. It's always about being collaborative in a sense that you support each other to trust within this process of negotiations in order to be able to put things on the table and be able to rely on what the other person is saying. Yet there might be some of the negotiations where we play a little bit of a kind of poker. So we try to uh, win something, we try to lose something and it's always kind of like the way of you can call it a dance. Eventually we all want to be at the table and trust each other, especially when it comes to internal negotiations with any kind of lead, when you're a leader and you're leading a team, make sure that the people are able to trust you. Only when you are negotiating with someone external, it's more challenging. But even there, I would highly encourage you to be able to set up yourself and the whole negotiation team based on trust. Because it might be challenging, especially in a time of crisis where we all face lots of uncertainty, insecurity, and therefore... We might be even in an unconscious stress um, situation for our body, meaning that your body has a different hormonal mix within you because you might be in a fight, flight or freeze mode. 
and knowing that it will support you also to go into the direction of a collaborative mindset because especially in a crisis once again we already face a lot of unmapped territory and this is what I love about it as well so negotiations are basically most of the time a little bit of an unmapped territory as well because you might not be able to predict what the other side will say what they want but you take one step after another and by taking one step after another I will start to share now the third part of this episode regarding negotiating in a crisis. The third part is all about focusing on transparent and open communication. When you're leading a team they rely on this part and I was having Sarah Elsa on the podcast recently where we are talking about the difference of talking and communicating. <laughs> uh, this is related to, to the ability to see what the other person is feeling and this pays into the second part where I was talking about the stress situation that someone might be in especially during any kind of negotiations or crisis but focusing on the transparency and openness within this communication will help you to get to the goal even faster and will support the other party most likely one of your team members to take one step towards you, to take one step towards this common goal over and over again and you will find yourself reaching the final goal or the final object way faster than if you would keep everything kind of um, secret or, or even lie. So this is what I would love to share with you and oftentimes you cannot be as transparent and as open as you would like to be. I invite you to just do your best here. Try to be as transparent as possible even if this means that you don't have all the answers at the moment but this is kind of the path within this other territory this is kind of the way where you want to go with your team or maybe with the topics, etc. Um, and be as clear, clear as possible to communicate directly to your team in a way that they will understand it. And understanding means also emphasizing on common goals and purpose. This is the fourth part within this episode and <laughs> common goals and purpose it's easier said than done. It takes sometimes a lot of effort to first of all create this common goal and purpose but then of course emphasize with it is something what will help you to get to the goal once again way faster than if you wouldn't. Because when everybody knows where we go to, you can take maybe a step left and maybe it's a step right, but you go at least into the same direction. 
so meaning forward. <laughs> Emphasizing on common goals and purpose shows you also that you are together on this journey. So you are not alone, you are not um, doing anything by yourself, but rather together and creating this unity within negotiations is something what will not only pay in the first three topics, but will support every party, including you, to find the solution within this crisis. And last but not least, the fifth part, show humanity and humility. Oh, this is so rare in business, I know, and this is hopefully more and more common within leadership. Nobody wants to work nowadays with narcissists or someone who is not caring about people, and nobody will support you or go towards the common goal within negotiations when we don't treat each other like and work with each other and talk with each other and negotiate with each other like two human beings. So I was just sharing actually, I'm just preparing a performance management training for one of my clients <laughs> and we were talking about the, the different people that will come and will join this training that I have to make sure that I will reach them and create and make sure that I use a language that will apply to them, but also that I will show humanity and humility, especially in those areas that need some development and not, and this is basically the opposite of judgment, the opposite of being driven by your ego and kind of knowing all the things better, rather approaching this whole negotiation within a crisis from a place of humanity and humility. It might be challenging, especially when you are having lots of pressure from the top or from the bottom, depending on where you are at the moment, um, where, how the numbers are looking, maybe if the sales dropped or not, if you have to take some decisions that require layoffs. So there is a lot of stuff going on and I do understand that it is challenging. But whenever you take a decision, whenever you take a next step, ask yourself if you show humanity and humility within this negotiation. We all want to get out of this negotiation with a face, so we want to approach each other with respect, with appreciation, and with the understanding that we are here together on a table to find a solution with each other and hopefully have a final result that will be a win-win situation for both parties. And this is, to be honest, always the goal within any kind of situation to try to find a win-win situation for both parties. So let's wrap it up <laughs> shortly and briefly. So the number one was adopt a collaborative mindset. Number two, 
support others to trust you and be collaborative as well. Number three, focus on transparent and open communication as much as possible. Number four, emphasize on common goal and purpose because this is the direction where every single party involved wants to go to. And number five, show humanity and humility because in business we are all human beings there and I hope that you are able to treat each other not in a way how you would like to be treated but in a way how this other person wants to be treated. That was all from my side when it comes to leadership within negotiating in a crisis. I hope that we are all getting out of this pandemic soon, no matter if it's a personal or professional challenge. Negotiations can be fun if we know what we do, if we know how to do it and if we know where we want to go towards. So I hope this was supportive, I hope this was serving you and helping you, especially when it comes to negotiations with your team members. Please let me know what you would like me to talk about next and I wish you a beautiful time and talk to you next week or if you want to tune in on Sunday where we will release the next interview. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope this was insightful, informative or inspiring. I would love to hear your number one takeaway. Come on over to winx.today and share it in the comments below. You can also provide any kind of question around remote work solutions, business and leadership growth, as well as holistic HR topics. I look forward to providing A to your queue. Stay tuned winner and don't forget we can win X today!